It's the supernatural hour. Hello, everyone. This is Bishop E.O. Ansa, General Overseer, Kingdom Life Ministry. This is your hour of healing, deliverance, restoration, and breakthrough. Remember, no problem is too large for God's intervention, and no person is too small for God's attention. The resurrection and the crucifixion, the crucifixion and the resurrection. And we are tapping the unlimited power in both his death and his resurrection. That is the subject for today. And there is a beautiful piece of scripture, Matthew chapter 27, reading from 50 to 53. And Pastor Asante is going to amplify this that so that we stand on and work a case. Amen. Amen. I read. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. Just give us the text. Before. Matthew 27 50 to 53. That's it. Matthew chapter 27 verses 52 53. Go ahead. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice Ooh. and yielded up his spirit. Mm. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth quaked, and the rocks were, were split, <clears throat> and the graves were opened, <clears throat> and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves, after, the, after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Hallelujah. Amen. This is so beautiful. Yes. What a display of power. What a release of tremendous energy. This thing is only from above. I mean, we know that there were signs before his death. Darkness covered the face of the earth at midday. What does it mean? The sun ceased to shine in its strength. That means cosmic energy or power was shut in the heavenlies. And now we see things happening under the earth. Oh my God. The moment Jesus yielded the ghost or gave up the ghost or died in simple terms, series of events took place. In fact, five of them. Number one, the curtains of the temple, the veil of the temple was torn into two. Number two, the earthquake. There was an earthquake. What, What does it mean? Underneath the earth, there were some imbalance and things started knocking together. The earth started trembling. And number three, the rocks were split. Oh my God. The rocks splitting, I believe, led to point four. The graves were open. So God is like a movie director. He knows how to shake the earth and he knows how to cause rocks to be split. And by splitting, I'm sure that the rocky tombs were now shaken and they started opening. Oh my God. Are you aware, Pastor Santi, that the very drama going on in the heart of the earth, according to the mission of Christ in the heart of the earth, Martin. Matthew 12 verse 40, he said, just as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be where in the heart 
of the earth three days and three nights. So I believe whilst it was happening in the heart of the earth, whilst he visited paradise, there was an outward manifestation of what was happening within. The earth shook, the rocks were split, graves were open. Number four, event number four after his death, graves were open. But remember, the people lying in the grave, the remains of people or dead people in the grave never resurrected until he first resurrected. Hallelujah. So point number five, people were raised or resurrected from their grave. Whilst Jesus was the first to resurrect according to what you read. And when they were resurrected, they now stormed the city of Jerusalem, suggesting to me that the graveyard on Mount Calvary which was so close to the city, I'm sure we are dealing with a few tombs. Not everybody rose up. Don't get the Bible wrong. But a few saints around the graveyard had to be raised to what? To demonstrate the power of his crucifixion and the power of resurrection. It suggests to me that the death of Jesus on the cross also destroyed the power of death. And God had to issue symbolic What is a symbol? A symbol is a sign that explains an idea. Are you getting me? It is a sign that represents an idea. What did I say? A symbol is a sign that represents an idea. What is the idea? God was showing the world that he is all powerful and that the death of Jesus is powerful enough to cause tombs to be opened. Hallelujah. And his resurrection is also true enough to cause people lying in their graves to resurrect. Now, if they had to resurrect, hear me theologians, hear me church leaders and pastors, hear me diligent students of the Bible. You must understand that for a person to come back to life, it means their bodies which were faulty their bodies which were sick their bodies which perhaps was involved in an accident whatever killed them to destroy the body the body had to be repaired the body had to what be repaired and if the body had stayed under the earth or in the grave for a little while or for quite some time there is something called decomposition Oh, decomposition is when the tissues of the body begins to get rotten. If they had to come back to life, it means that body had to be restored. God was symbolizing that I have power to bring restoration and preservation and resurrection to a body which had started decomposing and whatever killed that person, whether it was sickness or an accident or fire burned them to ashes, God is saying, I have the power to bring 
them back to life. And this gives us comfort. It gives us hope. God is demonstrating the hope for our future. That if the resurrection of the dead is not true, now see what I am doing. See what I have done. That with the resurrection of Christ, I am proving to you that he that follows me will never end up in vain. Jesus, I would like to follow you because you are the resurrection and you are the life. When I follow you, even if I am dead, yet shall I live. Hallelujah. That is what Jesus is demonstrating. This is what God is demonstrating. Now, sometimes I feel sorry for the other religions that don't have Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If Jesus did not open the veil for you to enter into the presence of God, if this Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, you don't have a future. You don't have any better resurrection. You will remain in your grave. You will end up in hell. But if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, here is what God is saying. By that symbolism, by that kind of idea, I am proving to mankind, I am proving to all, beginning from Jerusalem, that I am the resurrection and I am the life. What a mighty God we serve. Father, we give you praise and Father, we give you glory. But now we have a question, and the question we have is what kind of resurrection did these people called saints? What kind of resurrection did they receive? Is it being raised from the dead to live and to die again? Or raised from the dead by the power of the resurrection and not to die again. Now we have answers right at our doorstep. I know we need to put on our revelation spectacles in order to see scripture the way God wants us to understand. But I know for sure the difference between the resurrection of Lazarus How many of you remember Lazarus? Not the Lazarus of the rich man, but the Lazarus whose sisters were what? Mary and Martha. Now, this Lazarus in John chapter 11 was raised back from what? The dead into life. But you and I know that he died again. Hallelujah. It was the demonstration of the power of God to prove that he has the power to unite the departed spirit of a person with the body of that person. Because when a person dies, the soul and spirit leaves the body. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. John 11, 25. And he proved to them before the tomb of Lazarus that he has the power to unite the spirit of a person with the body of that person. That if the spirit departed, he has the power to call that spirit back. Hallelujah. Because he has power over the grave. He has the power over Shuel. He has the power over all. And therefore, Jesus demonstrated that and called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. 
and Lazarus was now up. Hallelujah. Four days dead, but he received life again. And he said, loose him and let him go. Hallelujah. I believe together with yourself probably that this kind of resurrection that these saints attained was of the caliber or manner of Lazarus. That one is certain because their graves were first opened and then it was clear like when Jesus said to the people before the tomb of Lazarus, roll away the stone. The same way God himself with an earthquake and with the splitting of the rocks rolled away the stone and the Bible said the graves were open waiting for the resurrection so the moment Jesus was resurrected by the power of God suddenly they also did what resurrected but not the kind of resurrection that will make them live forever they were supposed to die again and the body was repaired the spirit was united with the repaired body they stormed the city of Jerusalem they visited their homes and their relatives I can imagine the pandemonium I can imagine the panic I can imagine the surprise I can imagine the shock but it was there for them to proclaim that Jesus is Lord and that he is in the resurrection and the life. I'm sure this message was gospel in itself and the people will never stop talking about it. Those people never lived forever. Else we would have still known that they are still living. Why? Because the resurrected body that is the glorified body does not die. Hallelujah. And that body has special features and characteristics. Same as when Jesus was resurrected, the new body he took on was not earthly. It was heavenly. Hallelujah. Also, the new body he took on will enter into a room without him having to go through the door. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. So the new body of Christ was bionic. It was more than magical. That is how come Jesus was able to enter into their midst in whilst the apostles had gathered in the room. And not only that, on the road to Emmaus, in Luke chapter 24, he joined a couple of disciples and then whilst he explained scripture he now later sat with them to eat bread when he broke the bread and their eyes opened he disappeared hallelujah I'm not sure that is the kind of body those people in Jerusalem that is not the kind of body they received so it was an earthly resurrection with an earthly body that they first had but Jesus' resurrection is a heavenly resurrection with a heavenly body that was behaving in a special way. That is how come he stood on Mount Olives and zoomed up like a rocket. He was received by a cloud. Heaven's technology had kicked in. We are talking 
talking of the wonderful God that will give a new body to believers so that they will be the same as Jesus had. What a wonderful God we serve. Hallelujah. When Jesus resurrected from the dead, he was seen by witnesses. Mary Magdalene saw him. The other ladies, a couple of them saw Jesus. The whole of the disciples or the apostles, they saw him. Oh, in fact, there's going to be the account Pastor Sandy is going to read that over 500 people witnessed Jesus at the same time. Can you please read for us 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the verse of 3 to 8. Read on. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 3 to 8. I read. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. Apostle Paul is speaking. speaking. Go ahead. That Christ died for our sins Mm. according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's it. And that he was seen by Cephas, that is Peter. Then by the twelve. After that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once. What is that verse? Verse 6. So verse 6 says, Jesus after resurrection with his resurrected glorified body, with his heavenly body, they witnessed him and they were what? Over 500 people. Oh my God. What a number. Hallelujah. Of of whom as at the time this book was being written, of whom the greater part Remain to present to the present. So, as at the time the Bible, this very passage was being written. Now, greater part of those those people remain. So, Apostle Paul is saying that as at the time I am writing, witnesses who saw would still be living. Not now. Paul even... Now, if you read the next verse 8, you will see that Paul said, I saw. So, of whom uh, verse 8. Let's go to verse 8, right? No, after he was seven. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then, that is eight. Then last of all, he was seen by me also. You see? As by so, one born out of So Paul said, I also saw him. Where did Paul see Jesus? On the road to Damascus. And Jesus appeared to him and said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is impossible. You cannot kick hard against the prince. Somebody, let's give the Lord a bigger round of applause. So Jesus Christ spent 40 days on earth after his resurrection. 40 good days doing what? Teaching his disciples the gospel of the kingdom. Bible says he expounded and explained because he knew he had to leave them with a rock solid information to feed the world with. And then on the 40th day, Jesus stood on Mount Olives and zoomed up and went to be with the Father and was seated on the right hand side of the Father. It was there after 10 days. Hallelujah. After 10 days is when the Holy Spirit fell 
and appeared to the disciples and they started blasting in tongues and they were in the upper room about 120 in number so all together 40 plus 10 is equal to what 50 that is why we call it Pentecost that is Pente 50 at cost day and this is how come that on the day of Pentecost the Holy Spirit fell hallelujah it's the supernatural hour hello everyone this is Bishop E.O. Ansa General Overseer Kingdom Life Ministry this is your hour of healing deliverance restoration and breakthrough remember no problem is too large for God's intervention and no person is too small for God's attention.